Okay, so continuing the discussion we began yesterday regarding the halachas of kashering, the halachas of klicheres. Klicheres is earthenware, kalim, china, ceramic for the most part. Now, ceramic could be made of different materials, but your classic ceramic or porcelain enamel would be considered klicheres from a halacha standpoint. And we said from the psukim in Parsha Tzav, that midaraisa, the blia, the taste from inside a keli will never come out. And if it, won't, if it won't come out, so then you cannot use that for hot. We'll discuss later on, can I use it for cold? That's a classic question. Can a person go to a hotel and assuming the glass is treif, or the china is treif, can a person just have a cold item, a cold beverage, or food, using those hotel glasses or dishes? But for, for now, we'll just leave it for a different time. The halach is midaraisa, the blia will not come out. Now, the question is, if the blia can't come out, so how do I kosher it? So theoretically, I could do libun. Libun is burning it in place. You burn out the blia. So why can't I do that? So we brought down the Gemara. The Gemara says, although Libun works, you cannot do it because the person's going to be highest. You'll be afraid that the keli will break, it will get destroyed, and therefore you won't kosher, you won't do it well. So I just want to reiterate what the Chayadim says, and we mentioned this yesterday briefly, that anytime, not just when you're koshering klicharis, anytime a person's koshering, and you are nervous that you're not going to uh, do a good job. You're going to break something. You're going to melt something. Halacha is, there's a that you should not kosher it. Therefore, let's say a person is nervous about their wooden cabinets underneath their counters and they're busy splashing gallons and gallons of hot water, or you're nervous about the molding in your granite countertops. Perhaps you're, you work in a commercial hashkacha and you're kashering a piece of equipment and you do not sign a, a insurance release and you're not insured and you're doing something, you're bringing up uh, equipment up to temperatures that they cannot handle. So in these situations, halakhically, there is a problem that, that is a, a good kashring is not being done. There's a dilma chayish and a paki, a person's afraid, and kashring will not be done correctly. So therefore, just my own personal experience, when we kasher in commercial factories, commercial settings, we either have the engineer or the plant personnel, they have to approve everything we do, and they're the ones that are going to actually kosher. We're just watching them do it. So we are not nervous. They're not nervous. They're doing, they wrote the procedure, and they're comfortable with it as the technical staff for, for those for that equipment. So then there is no problem of chayis shemapaki. Now, regarding koshering homes, so I often find myself telling, you know, the lady of the house or sometimes the man of the house to please leave the kitchen while I kosher because if you're on top of me and making noise while I kosher, then I cannot kosher correctly. Or you could just, sometimes we're koshering something in the chumrah, like I say, I don't have to kosher it. You could rely on such and such shita, but if you're nervous that every time I splash something that something's going to happen, so I, I really can't kosher it in the correct way and that's Talach and Rabelski that's how I used to say if you don't know how to cover your wooden cabinets you're going to be nervous your wife's screaming at you or your husband's screaming at a wife the wife is koshering so then you should not kosher you're better off just covering your granite countertops instead of koshering in a very very inferior way and probably according to the Chayadam you're over the Isidra Banan of koshering and Dumachai Shemapaki. okay so that's the basic outline of kashrin klicharis that midaraisa you you can't do hagala seemingly you could do libun 
the Gemara says, so why couldn't Klai do Libun? It sounds like anything that was used in the Mishkan for a Chattas, they had to do, they had to just crack it, they had to break it, and they did not do Libun. So Taisva says, well, Yishaver, the Pasuk says, Yishaver should be broken. So maybe Libun is like breaking it, and maybe in fact they did break it. Rashi says, no, they didn't have Kifshonis, they didn't have kilns, and they couldn't have done that in the in the Mishkan or in Yerushalayim. So that just brings us to some other Hatarim. According to Taisus right away, that using a Kivshan, and Rashi seems to agree, agree to this, if you had a Kivshan, you had a furnace, that would work to kasher klicharis. Why is that? So for a number of reasons. Clearly, you're not chayis. You're not afraid. Dilma shemapaki. You put it into a furnace. What's what's going to happen? You of course of course you know what's going to happen. Additionally, we mentioned yesterday that it's instantaneous. Right away, it gets kashered. And another reason brought down by the Rishonim is that that's the standard way of making China was putting it through a kiln. So there's nothing to be nervous about. That's the standard way to do it. So if a person has a self-clean oven, and that's the standard way of cleaning your oven is taking it to the uh, to self-clean temperatures, so there's no problem. And once you put it into a setting, there's nothing to be nervous about. You could sit and be nervous and pace around your house, but at the end of the day, you're not actually physically kashering it. You, you set it in motion. And uh, therefore, the Paiskin, for a number of these reasons, uh, feel that self-cleaning an oven, as long as it gets to the correct temperatures, that is the same as Liban Gomer. And even if you have a porcelain enamel uh, walled oven, which many people do have, or glass, so that would work as koshering your oven for Pesach or for all year round. Okay, so that's one hetter. So one hetter is, we're going to call it the Kivshan hetter of Libun Gummer. You did a real Libun. And why are we not afraid? Because it's a Kivshan. And therefore, self-cleaning ovens work. There's another hetter, which does come up sometimes, that since we said, when the Torah says that Haggala doesn't work, it's because the Blio will never come out. Perhaps that's only when you have a very strong Blio. But let's say I do Hagala three times, three times in a row. I kasher it through Hagala. Perhaps the Blio would come out. That is a Shita mentioned by the Bala Itter. The Rashba brings it down, and the Rashba says we should only rely on this for a Isser de Rabbanon that does not have a source in the Torah that's not based on anything Midaraisa. And the example the Shulchan Aruch brings in Hilchas uh, Yeridea and Simon Kufiud Gimel is by Bishalakum that perhaps, let's see, if someone used a porcelain enamel frying pan or the like for Bishalakum, you know, someone made an egg on it and you want to kasher it, so Hagalah three times would work. There's a discussion regarding Chalas Chutzla Aretz, Chalavakum, Gvinas Akum, or other times Hetera Bala, if you can kasher this way. So Lomaisa, there, there is a discussion in the Paiskim. You will find sometimes a Rav or a Paisik will, will be makal to do Haggala three times on Klicheres if there are other factors involved. Sometimes you have a Shiloh if the China was ever used. So maybe they'll say do Haggala three times. Perhaps there's a, uh, another Hetar of Yud Beis Chaydesh. If the China, some people get a earloom and the China was not used for 12 months. And it's a Yerusha, it's a Hefsa So perhaps the Poisik would, would start thinking about relying on the Bala Itter and doing Hagala three times. This does come up in our world of Kashras, in my world of Kashras. So very often we Kashur companies either from Milchik's to Parv, from Chalav Yisrael, I'm sorry, from Chalav Akam, Chalav Stam to Chalav Yisrael. And currently, what's going on in the dairy world is that we are Kashuring from all year round, to kosher for Pesach milk. So why, in general, do you even have to kosher 
for kosher Pesach. So the truth is, you do not need to get kosher Pesach milk. Milk intrinsically is kosher for Pesach. There is an old discussion regarding what the cows ate. Would that have an effect? Lamaisa, Bismanazeh, cows do, do not eat chametz. So it's not really a, uh, a talking point. The only shayla we have is that, according to law, milk for a different percentages of milk have to be fortified with vitamins. In many regions in Minnesota, they fortify all the milk with vitamin D. Minnesota does not get a lot of sunlight, so we do have vitamin D added even to full, you know, four percent fat milk. So the vitamins can theoretically come from a chametz source or kidney source. Now, if you think about how much vitamins go in per, uh, you know, milk per gallon of milk per production of milk, they are definitely bottled hundreds of times over, and therefore, halachically, even if the vitamins would come from a chametz source, they would be bottled, and uh, as long as the milk was produced before Pesach, we'll discuss this, what, the date, many uh, many uh, dairies, they use a 25-day date from pasteurization, so as long as you're, you look at the date, you can figure out that this was produced before Pesach, or if you actually bought it before Pesach, you know for sure it was produced before Pesach, so then you have bittel. Bittel does not work on Pesach itself. So therefore, it makes sense to refrain from drinking, from purchasing milk that was produced on Pesach without kosher for Pesach. However, what does kosher for Pesach milk do? What they do is they kosher the pasteurizer and they order specific chametz uh, kosher for Pesach vitamins. The same companies that make the vitamins all year round make a special kosher for Pesach run. So we kosher from all year round to Pesach. So how does this come back to Klicheres? So one of the basic pieces of equipment in a dairy, and it's used in other places as well, is, is a homogenizer. The homogenizer breaks down the uh, the fat globules, uh, breaking down different uh, enzyme parts of the milk, getting it into one homogenous liquid, and that's why the fat doesn't end up separating from your milk. If you leave it out for a few minutes, it doesn't separate. And uh, if you do not homogenize milk, you will definitely have cream floating to the top. So that's what we get homogenized milk. So the homogenizer, which is usually done while the milk is hot, the homogenizer has these pistons. These pistons break down the the uh, the fat the fat the fat uh, the fat in the milk, and it gives you the, your homogenous liquid. So often, well not often, but sometimes the pistons in a homogenizer could be made of klicheres, could be made of ceramic, and therefore one has to figure out, can you kosher the homogenizer for Pesach? So very often we're only kosher in the chumrah, there's bitl anyways, some ashkachos will just allow this balayitr of doing hagala three times. Okay, so that's how it actually comes up, halacha in the world of kashras. So, as we mentioned, if someone has a porcelain enamel oven, very, and that's most of our ovens are porcelain enamel, you do self-clean, you do libun gamor, that, according to most of the price scheme, is like returning it to a kivshan, and you are good to go. However, what if, either I do not have a self-clean oven, my self-clean oven is Aqualift, or a steam-clean oven, which halachli does not reach the, the, the required temperature, or... I'm nervous to self-clean. I don't want to self-clean. I heard these stories. People, people, ovens are breaking when they self-clean it. So what can I do? So the truth is, Rabelski Zetzal told me that Rav Moshe Feinstein, every Shabbos Agadol, would would uh, give you know Shabbos Agadol drasha, and he would always say that if that uh, a person needs to have an insert in their oven 
for Pesach, again, they did not have, have self-clean in those days. So how are you going to kosher a klicheres oven? You either have to, uh, maybe you have to do libun with a, with a blowtorch. Some people will do that. Assuming that would work and it would not be a problem of domachai shemapaki. He said you need to have an insert. So that was the shita of Vegas Moshe. However, tomorrow we will discuss many of the poiskim that argue with Igris, with, with Moshe Feinstein regarding this halacha. And we'll get into how exactly ovens can become chametz, can become treif. We'll touch upon all-year-round use of ovens, switching back from milchiks to parv, from back, you know, back to fleshiks. Can you do it? How to kosher it? So we'll have a, a discussion of ovens, and we will see that there are other shitas when it comes to koshering your ovens for Pesach, even if you're not going to use the self-clean option.